Welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by. Mm, mostly ignore it. Look at the ones that come out on the exact same day. Now, my name is Lincoln. Uh, I'm a comic out here in London. I'm out here with my man Sam. Uh, Sam, say hi to the people. Hi, people. And um, we are joined by a very special guest today. We are joined by um, a very good friend of mine, but also um, a pretty good journalist, uh, Sojo. Hello. Um, Sojo, tell the people why you are uniquely qualified to be on this podcast today. I'm not really sure because you asked me to, I guess. Um, All right. Okay. You see, this is how we do it. <laughs> I'm going to need you to step up, Sojo. That's All right. Okay. <laughs> Please. Well, give I... All right, so I have a BA in film, I have an MA in film, I write for a feminist online magazine, um, I've written film reviews, and I am the head of the uh, music section for the magazine. Yeah, for uh, the F word, we, I mm -hmm. think we're allowed to say that, yeah, for the yeah. F word, um, lovely That's publication, cool. check, check it out. Um, so you and I met when we were working at a coffee shop, Sam, which has now uh, gone out of business. Um, oh yeah where was that <laughs> um i don't even know but it's like early 2000 late 2019 um no flat whites coming out there that place is dead i still got a lovely tote bag though it's so you should see me in the streets um <laughs> yeah i stole an apron yeah I, you know what's crazy they gave us three blue navy blue shirts <laughs> the thickest <sighs> crunchiest fucking t-shirts you've ever worked in <laughs> And uh, I wear that shit all the time. I wear that shit on the rig. Um, but no, actually, we're here to dis discuss two movies, as we always are. Um, and uh, it's a big one today. Mm. We have The Matrix, gang gang. Woo! And NTV, um, uh, low-key gang gang. Low-key gang gang mm. for me. Um, well, you know, okay. Well, we'll see how oh, it goes. Wait, so, so Joe, you're doing the same face I'm doing. Okay, I feel like... We're vibing. Yeah. We're, we're all right. here. I'm here for you, mm. All right, I didn't, okay, this, uh, this is going to be a, a test. Um, but no, the first one, The Matrix. Sam, tell us, like, your relationship to The Matrix. What was it like watching it again? Right, I mean, look, like, I, I fucking love this movie. People love to hate on this movie for being basic. Uh, I saw this when I was 10 years old. I remember my mum rented it on VHS, you know, a DVD hadn't come out. She sat me down and made me watch this movie. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking incredible. And I swear, I'm telling you, like maybe in 2007, I got a bit bored, but now it's better than it was then, I think. You reckon? Sojo, you can jump in whenever you want. I, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, like I was a bit later. I The first time I watched it was maybe like 13, 14. I was going over to this girl's house and I had a huge crush on her. And it was like the film that bonded us together. So it's a lot of fond memories of this film. Who uh, decided that The Matrix was going to be watched? Was it you? Was that like you're like, yo, I'm going I'm to I'm try and smash. <laughs> <laughs> Let me seal the deal with The Matrix. Was that, your, was that your move? No, no, no. It was hers. She was like, oh my God, you haven't seen The Matrix. Let's... Let's pop it on and turn off the lights. And I was like... <laughs> That's strong. <laughs> you know what? The thing is about that is I think actually... Um, the Matrix is almost too good for that because mm. you want to you want a movie where halfway through you guys can just leave it on and mm. do your thing. But like the Matrix, I'm like, yo, wait, during this part, this is when you're making your move. <laughs> during this part, okay, it's just being reborn in a vat of amniotic fluid, and you're gonna try and make your move. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the bit where he's like pulling it out of his like throat and they're like, yeah. <laughs> That's the bit. Yeah, man. Look, I, I fucking love this joint. Um, I watched it not too long ago. I watched it again, obviously, for the pod. A um, couple of things jumped out to me. Uh, obviously, uh, f- fantastic action sequences. But like the thing where I was like, one of the things where Loki blew my mind was like, look how nice it is for Keanu, for Neo, in um, having his own cubicle. <laughs> Being able to work in an office where mm. there's like, well, you have some fucking privacy and he's not, he's not even the boss. He's not even middle management, but like he can like just take a moment to himself. Whereas like, there's not a single office anywhere in 2020 where you can do that. <laughs> I mean, it's like four beige walls, isn't it? It's like, there's like no pictures. It's just him looking down, looking flustered. There's like yeah. nothing. But the next thing is, it's like back then that was like, oh, this is the height of drudgery, <laughs> and um, this is like de- uh, depersonalized and dehumanizing, <laughs> and like we don't even have those walls anymore. Like, we, <laughs> we have gone further than the Matrix is even willing to go. That's the other great thing about going back to it, though. Do you know what I mean? Is you're like in twenty in two thousand uh, sorry nineteen ninety nine when it came out, you were like, oh, this is fucking bleak. But in twenty twenty, you're like, man, if I could live. <laughs> 1999 for a thousand years yeah fuck it i'll take that immediately um uh, I, uh, yeah go ahead go so ahead, i also want to say i think the reason that he doesn't have any pictures or anything personal because we never find out what his job actually is i feel like i feel like they made this they made this like whole like amazing allegorical film with all these like crazy action sequences and they were like, what does he do? And they were like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just fucking in an office, give him that cool flip phone and people be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sick. I can tell you what that actually is though. Like low key, this is what happens when creatives, um, screenwriters have to like write real jobs for <laughs> yeah. people. They just, they just write like an office and they're like, where is this? Like, yeah. I don't know. He looks at spreadsheets. What's a spreadsheet? I don't know. <laughs> It's a computer thing. I think at one point, mm. doesn't he say that he's like a programmer? But, mm. but he, it fucking doesn't matter, does it? Really he does. does not matter. It's, it, again, it was that like late nineties, early early two thousands. The internet was fresh. Mm. I'm trying to remember what was the what was the DMX movie where he runs the club. <laughs> and it turns out that he's a hacker, it, right? But the th- it, the, there was this five-year period where a job was just internet genius. And they were like, but what did he do? He's an internet genius, man. <laughs> he's hacked the mainframe. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was... Uh, when did I watch this joint? When did I watch this one? Yeah, I watched the first two. I think this is one of the other first movies. Uh, so during an earlier podcast we discussed, mm-hmm. my dad had bought a uh, stolen uh, or bootleg not bootleg. He bought a DVD player off a guy oh. who was trying to screw his wife in the divorce. <laughs> my dad, my dad bought this this DVD player for like ten quid or something. It was outrageous. And this is how we watched a lot of these DVDs. So I watched the original Matrix on pirate DVD. So um, back in the day. But um, what what jumped out at you guys again watching it for the first time? Watching it for the first time in a long time, Sojo. Oh, for me, it was, well, I was watching this with my housemate who's really, really squeamish and has not seen anything. Um, so this was a trip for her and I did have to kind of warn her that it was really gross. And I wasn't, I didn't remember how gross it was until rewatching it. Like, 
the what pulling, do you mean? Like the pulling out of the thing from his mouth when he gets in, when he realizes when he's in the real world, I guess. Um, and then at the beginning where he's in, when Neo, our main character, he's being interrogated and like he's then like thrown onto the table and then like the bug goes into his belly. Yeah. That's gross. That's that nice. makes me uncomfortable every time I watch it. And when There's they suck nuts. it out in the car. It's <laughs> mm. nuts. But um, I think kind of weirdly though, um, Sam, like kind of the, <clears throat> sorry, weirdly, the thing that's kind of had the longest legacy from the Matrix is the kind of, in 2020, uh, this article came out very recently about how it's it's actually quite, it's like a trans um, mm. allegory. I hope that you brought that up because me and my partner watched uh we were we rewatched the matrix i want to say two or three years ago and that was when we started going oh yeah because this makes a lot of sense because obviously the wachowskis also did sense8 right which is the 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 very much uh like a lgbt show and them having both transitioned for anyone listening who doesn't know that it's like it's, it's so clear but this time have you heard the rumor or have you heard the story about the matrix being ripped off a manuscript written by a black woman in the mid eighties. No. You heard this? No, not at all. Okay. So I'd heard this and I'd always assumed it was true. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It sounded like some bit, like this lady had submitted a script or a manuscript to um, the Wachowskis mm. uh, when they were, and basically they, she never got paid for it and they made the film, right? So that for literally since about 2004, five, this, in, this rumor has been circulating on the internet. And I've just been, I've just always accepted it's true. Watching it this time, I was like, no, dude, like the first 40 minutes is very clear. Like everything is clearly about gender or identity and it like feeds into that. I was like, I, f I find it really weird that this would have been ripped off from somebody who wasn't writing about being trans or at least about that. So I had to pause the movie halfway through and spent two hours researching um, and it, well, I mean, you guys haven't heard of it, but it's just it's just crazy false. It turns out that she took them to court. Um, got they got to court, but the half of her case rested on the fact that um, the Wachowskis had placed an ad in a magazine. But at the time they would have done that, the the younger one would have been eighteen, and the other one would have been twenty one. They would have been in like college age. And then once it got to trial, she combined in the fact that Terminator had also been ripped off this same manuscript. And that was where mm. the case fell apart, right? Was because Terminator, those guys had already been sued by the guy who wrote the book that they ripped off. Cheeky. And then Very I hit cheeky. play again. I would really love if like at the actual trial, as soon as they said, and the Terminator and the judge is like, all right, all right, that's enough. We're, it's just like bangs the gavel, like the defense lawyer just like throws up a bunch of papers. It's like, oh my God. No, but like, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's interesting, man. It's got, a, it's definitely got that, that reputation. And like, it's so weird when obviously like Sam said, like when you watch it back, it's like, yeah, obviously. But like, yeah, there was, it would, you would have been very, yeah, again, you've been very ahead yeah. of the curve if you saw that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, back in 1999. Like transness as like a public thing isn't, wasn't really known in 1999. Like that was not a thing that the person on the street would know about. Cause like, you know what, even so, like this doesn't happen anymore. Um, we did an earlier uh, podcast, um, 
Ace Ventura. We did Ace Ventura, a pet detective. And the um, the kind of the climax of the movie is that one of the detectives uh, used to be a man. And um, the whole it's played for laughs and everyone's like, what? It's crazy. But it's like, I can't even think of in my head because it was like a long period of time where that was like an actual, because no one could even mm. conceive of it. Like, <laughs> like that would be the end of a movie. It was like, nah, dude, it turns out it was a dude. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, you, you son of a bitch. You did it again. <laughs> you, you saw maybe he moved. Oh my God, this is crazy. Like th that doesn't even happen anymore. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie <laughs> where that was the actual way where they solved it. Shout outs to, I don't even know which one I'm supposed to be or if I'm supposed to be the other one, but like, I never know if I'm the red pill or the blue pill, which one's actually bad. I think the red pill's bad, right? No, the, the, re the red pill gets out, you like out, into yeah. the matrix. No, it's out of the no, matrix. No, but I, out but I mean like- The blue pill keeps you in. But like now, I mean, being red pilled is like a bad thing, right? Yeah, it's like a MRA thing, like a full like. Oh, woman don't what? Sex wait, what? Thing. Explain yeah, this to I, me. I don't wait, know about this. You don't know. No, I don't you follow don't MRA that. news enough. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't. Guess you're not plugged nah, in. I'm, I'm red pilled man. out. Oh. Sojo, oh, but uh, Matrix style red pilled out. <laughs> Sojo is. Uh, our Red Pill um, correspondent, Sojo, please. <laughs> <laughs> Educate my man Sam on the, way, on the ways of misogyny, please. <laughs> or misandry, thank you. Um, actually. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> it's like wild. Do you like the uh, feminist <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson? Just like, um, uh, uh, actually, uh, you will find. <laughs> But sorry, so t tell, please explain to Sam and also some of our listeners what it means to be red pilled in like modern internet language. I guess it's like, correct me if I'm wrong. I always thought that it was like that to be red pill was like you were accepting that that you thought that like the progressive agenda. That's big, big quotes. Progressive agenda is like um, just messing with everyone and it's about like the being red pilled is about going in deep and being like well actually we were cavemen and so gender roles are correct am i wrong i feel like i'm right it's, it sounds like, like they're right that sounds like the frequencies so make sense to I, me yeah. so does this come um, from the matrix though so so it's yes, like a classic it does it's like a classic men's rights activist thing of being like, I really like the thing that's telling me I'm wrong and fundamentally miss the point. <laughs> right. Cool. <laughs> and it's yeah. actually telling yeah. me I'm right. Um, like it's, a, yeah. it's a full fight club move yeah. of people like watching. Yeah. Of people watching it and being like, oh yeah, no, like fight club's sick. And you're like, it's a, it's a critique yeah, yeah. of masculinity. But okay, fine. I, fine. I watched. I, well, too, sorry. Right, and to right. be fair, I was going to say Fight Club is pretty sick, to be fair. Um, I, the place I lived before, the two people I lived with were very squeamish and hadn't seen any movies. and But they're both Gen Z. Mm. So one of them wanted to watch Fight Club. I put Fight Club on and they both hated it because they were like, it's just toxic masculinity. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what, you know, like the film agrees with you. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> the fuck you want from me, huh? My man, we're trying to do this. 
quick. You come into my house. You come into my Unbelievable. house. Also, man, I'm, I'm, look, man, 2020, it's whatever it is. But I have said I'm full Joe Pantoliano. Is that, Joe Pantoliano. Say, is that how you say his name? I never, I realized I've never said his name. Ralphie Cipperetto. <laughs> did you say I was calling him. I was calling him Pantolonio because um, I've never actually. <laughs> All right, this is all right. Okay, I've lost a lost a lot of authority here, but I tend to, I tend to uh, just call him Ralphie. Yeah, I just call him Ralphie um, uh, from The Sopranos. So I've never actually said his name, but this is good. This is good to be learning. It's a teachable moment. Um, but uh, he's the real hero for me because I've I've one hundred percent. I said it in the Terminator, and I'm saying it now. I am pro. Um, machines taking over. Let's um, ah. let's just let's, yeah, heard about those. let's get done with this. Put me in the fucking in the <laughs> fluid sack, and I'm a I'm a chill and just refresh the hard drive every now and again. Like refresh the program. You, okay, so I've got a question for mm. you. Would you want to know that you're in the sack? No. 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 You want like a full like yeah. What's his face? Like cipher reboot. Yeah. Um, life is really really hard and being in the matrix is better because i don't want to have to live go to that underground rave and i have to be part of rebuilding the planet because that's gonna be really i like really <laughs> tough so sorry just in the space because so you won't have heard the the previous podcast episode right that hasn't come out at this point but this month, I, I was six hours away from dying of a sepsis infection. I, I, had, to mo- I had to move house and pay double Woo! rent. And Lincoln here is being like, nah, I don't, I don't, life is hard. I don't want to do all that fucking. I'm done. Would you rather do uh, this uh, survive kick out of a sepsis um, situation or rebuild the entire planet for all of humanity? Well, at least in one, I get to use my hands. Do you know what I mean? Like I miss, yeah, come on, man. All right. Do you know what I mean? Wake up grateful. Soja, what are you doing? Come on. Are you red pill, red pill, blue pill? And yes, we mean that in terms of what are you doing? Are you kicking out? You staying in the matrix? No, I'm kicking out. Nah, like I want. I think, I I think I could be useful in rebuilding society. I feel like I could be useful. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. How are you, yes. Sojo? What are you doing? What like right now? What are you doing? How? No, no, no. How are you helping to rebuild society? Like, what's what your? What, what, oh, how are you doing this? Um, yeah. I feel like. Oh, oh God, that's a big question. Um, I I feel like I would do what what I was told. So <laughs> I feel like if there's like a manager that I can just follow and be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I love that in helping society <laughs> like, yeah, Whatever they're doing, that sounds good. You're not, you're not. It's good that you're not taking up a leadership yeah. position. It's good that you've decided. It's good that you're like you know. I'm, you know, if someone tells me what to do, I'm gonna do it. Like, what am I gonna do? Not do it. I also like. I also like that in the mid, oh in the midst God. of like a, a rebellion and a revolution, somebody's like, "Hey, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll do whatever you do." But red pill all the way. You have to. You have to. I mean, okay. 
even without the revolution, even out without like repopulating the world, even without all of that shit, imagine how pissed you're going to be if you're in the matrix and you're just one of the grunts that gets taken over by agent Smith. And you're like, then you're just dead. You're like, that was the last moments yeah. of my life. Yeah, and just before that happened, I saw somebody run up a fucking wall. I want to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because there's that homeless guy who, like, before he gets taken over, and he's like, I just saw a woman disappear up, like, in a phone. Yeah. That's amazing. And you know dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, and that's the lot. The Matrix yeah. could be worse. The, the Matrix could be worse than your life now, Lincoln, by just being my life now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wouldn't even have to be a big jump down. <laughs> Yeah, this is like lateral moves inside, outside the matrix. It's the same thing. Okay. All right. Do you have all my fingers? All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do this. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Is there anything else that you like you want to bring up about the matrix, guys? Uh, yeah, so much. I don't even want to talk about EdTV. I, I could just talk about the matrix for a couple of years. The, like, this, because. The other thing I realized this time was I did, I'm not a fan of uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, and I always get a lot of shit for that. For, I'm like, I don't like it. You can't polish a turd anyway. But I realized loving The Matrix so hard is why is because The Matrix is kind of bullshit, right? There are some things in it where it's like, uh, you know, when, you know, when Neo realizes that he can die in The Matrix means he dies in the real life. And it kind of doesn't really make sense because everything Morpheus has said is like, you can bend the rules and break them. It's a video game, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, but it's real. It hurts. And, and Morpheus is like, the body can't live without the mind. And you're like, yeah, you know what? It's a tiny philosophical line that's enough. And I go, sure. In this world, that happens. No, you don't spend like three extra hours explaining why then for it not to matter at the end. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, just give me tight, meaning and we have that bullshit about terminator as well that i still disagree with you on no and i've spoken to so many people and i'm like just I'm don't even explain this. it just don't even try just be like yeah it's fucking bullshit man it's about the characters so joe please what 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 god damn it i think no it's like with the terminator because the first 40 minutes are so good mm. and you sit there and you're like i don't care what you're about to tell me because i know it's insane but i don't care because it's like so well paced and so just you run with it and it doesn't pretend that it makes sense and that's fine mm. whereas i think you've got a point where it's like because with nolan films they are so like they really he really wants them to make sense mm. and that's the problem because they don't in it just learn science and then oh. you can make yeah. it make sense with your knowledge of like, science like so there's a bit in interstellar where he's like about to go into a black hole and he's like okay just explain to me about black holes for a second and you're like but I, you're about to go into one i don't care just go <laughs> into one and like expand or something i don't know yeah. i don't care just show me the thing in it show don't tell stop telling me what you're gonna do and just fucking do it yeah. What's going to happen when you go in that black hole? Are you going to explode? Are you going to like stretch and bend? Like, what's going to go on? Like, I don't. It's a film. I know yeah. that it's a film. Guys, please, you are going. Mm. You're going off Good piece stuff, here. Um, please, please back me up. Nah. Uh, so nah. About the time traveling nah. on the Terminator, it makes comp you can't call something a paradox and then be like, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, I've already explained this. Listen, guys, listen, guys, if you want to uh, dig deep into this, please um, go through the catalog. The Terminator uh, come out the same day as mm. um, Firstborn. And then we'll litigate that back then. In, in fact, if you still have problems, um, write them in. Um, physic- <laughs> no, don't send us a message. Physically, write, write a letter and mail it to me mm. to show me that you are serious. And then I will, I will respond um, forthwith. Now, Guys, we have to um, we have to move on. Um, I'm very sorry. Uh, we have to move on. We have to talk about ATV, a movie that came out on the exact same day. ATV starring a very young Matthew McConaughey um, and also starring Martin Landau, who is fantastic in it. Um, Rob Reiner, um, uh, Dharma, yeah. Dharma and Greg, whose name I forgot. Um, fuck, what's the name? Uh, she's mar- uh, she's married to Danny Elfman. Is she not? Or dating him? Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. Um, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres plays um, the sweetest TV yeah, yeah. music. Fucking Woody Harrelson. A Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Um, but yeah, I love uh, this movie. Just the basic premise so that we all on the same page. Um, this is basically the Truman Show, um, but shit to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a person, Matthew McConaughey is a regular Schlo, uh, Joe Schlo, and he is put on a TV show where he is um, seen for 24 hours a day. It becomes a big success, but it also ruins his life. Um, this is pitched by um, Ellen DeGeneres, the TV exec with a heart of gold. And she basically, um, that's, that's the premise. It's the Truman Show, but with Matthew McConaughey uh, and also in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um from what I gather, Sam, you're not a big I, fan. Look, okay, again, I'm not ashamed to say, like, I'm a big crier. I love crying at movies, right? I cried mm. twice re-watching The Matrix for the 30th time. Yes, nostalgia is built in, which, right? Wait, sorry, which, but which, I was like, when... Just to interrupt you real, real quick, when did you cry? All right, you know the, yeah, right. you know the bit that we just talked about where the homeless guy sees Carrie Ann Moss going through the phone? <laughs> Yeah, and Neo, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is like, Agent Smith is walking towards him. He sees the subway exit and everybody on the fucking console is going, run, run, run. And he get, and he thinks about it and then he just goes, nah, I'm going to fight. And I was like, that's so beautiful. That's the, he's, uh, he's, he's becoming who he is. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, it's a beautiful fucking story. EdTV is supposed to be a, ch- a tearjerker to the point where everything that happens in the film, the other characters are watching on TV crying to. And I'm like, bro, you're all fucking sick in the head, mate. You need to go out. You need to live a fucking life. So, Joe, what did you, what did you, what did you think? Tell us. Oh, this is garbage, mate. So it was garbage? You saying it's garbage? Garbage. Basura. Basura. Caliente. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Like... I think, I think because it was like pitched as a satirical comedy, I wanted like more satire, more comedy. I wanted it to be like meaner, mm. but also funnier. And it didn't give me either. And I was very disappointed. And also like, it was one of those films that while I was watching it, the minute that it finished, I was mm. just like, it's gone. Just out of my head. Completely gone. Directed by the great uh, Ron Howard as well, who has some stinkers in there. I don't. Th- he's got a weird hit rate. Like Ron Howard has some really great joints, and then you're just like, oh man, why did you even go outside for was this? Was it directed like, by Ron Howard? He's got some terrible joints. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah? directed by Rob Reiner because yeah. I just watched Rob Reiner for the 20 minutes of this movie, and I was like, well, he must have made it. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's Ron Howard. And like, there's a little bit of connective tissue between that and Arrested Development because um, uh, Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew McConaughey both have a chicken dance. Oh, yeah. So there's like a little bit of a mm, little, yeah, little bit do. of DNA. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I thought about this. I thought this movie was fine. Um, I didn't think it was particularly bad. I think there were some bad elements. Um, however, I can't in all good conscience say that it was good. But however, I don't hate it as much as uh, you guys do. Um, I can tell you one thing that, w- uh, where, sorry, Sam, I can tell you one thing where I was a little bit like annoyed was, um, oh, sorry, the first thing that I want to say. Woody Harrelson's body in this, fuck it up. The guy's smoking, smoking, mm. beautiful. Mm. Bicep veins up the whatever. You saw that, dude, you see him? Do you see that bicep mm. vein? That shit was <laughs> thicker than my thumb, dude. It was beautiful. Um, and, he, and, he, and he puts them out there. He puts the guns out there. I love to see it, love to see it. We love Woody Harrelson on here. Um, mm. I was really uh, amused at this kind of, cause one of the takes, which I think is actually pretty clever and kind of true is that um jenna elfman's character character is really like she isn't liked the audience hates her which is a great like kind of like a, a shot at obviously um how poorly female characters are presented and how often they villainized and made to be the bitch or whatever um the problem is i also didn't like her <laughs> like the <first> time. <laughs> I didn't like her because, like, I loved her. I, so that's just like I'm She's so. The best part of the film. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you on that as well. Thank you. I got backup, mate. You are wrong. You are outnumbered. Oh, oh man, I really didn't like because everyone's like, yeah, it's like she sucks. She's just, she's just, and I was like, yeah, I don't like her either. <laughs> like, <it was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and like Liz Hurley showed up looking fucking gorgeous, just bombshell. She was. Mm. Fair. Shows up looking fantastic, and I'm like, "Yo, Ed, you don't want to, you want to get rid of Elfman and go for Liz Hurley? Did she smoking? She's smoking, my dude. Uh, I d- wait, like, I had sorry, sorry, I have to agree with you that Dharma you. is the best thing in this movie because she is the only one with a reasonable response to what is happening. Yeah. Like, and again, so for, yeah, for for people listening, the the pitch is matthew mcconaughey is the regular yeah regular schmo who gets the thing she's the love interest who's previously dating woody harrelson his brother um and doesn't like that her entire life is being filmed whilst she's essentially like breaking up with one brother to date another which is the thing i totally understand i'm like look bro i don't really care about your like your 10 grand like once a month payment as much as i care about not not having a sex tape out do you know what i mean like that's who wants that? Yeah, like, do you want your boobs on like public television? No, I'm all right. And it definitely. Like, I don't want does. that. I don't want that. She's the best. She is like, she was the thing that I was watching for, and I was like, where, when is she coming back? I just, mm. I like her so much. She's, she's great. She's funny and she's smart, and she just spends the entire time. You're right, spending the entire time being like, I didn't ask for this. Mm. And I respect that. I I feel that she's she's it's, great. It's also it's why I always get annoyed at these kind of like kind of high, like highish concept but feel good movies. Is that it's like no Matthew McConaughey shouldn't like he's a nice guy in the film but he shouldn't win at the end. He no. should he, like the mistake. This should be a tragedy. Do you know what I mean? This should be like a comedy that turns into a tragedy. And his life's fucking for his fiddler on the roof. Do you know what I mean? It's just all falling apart. But 
they always i don't know they always hook up and i always be like nah come on man get back to the matrix where we're fucking and again it's so interesting that we, we picked it or you picked these two films is because they're both about being surveyed to a point where you can't be yourself anymore no that's true i, yeah, I don't i don't lie with you i still preferred uh liz Hurley, who was um <laughs> an absolute smoke show um <clears throat> showing up and yeah jennifer Elf- jenna elfman um is um i thought it was quite interesting it was like a ups <laughs> she was yeah. like a ups person i really love this it's like a very like late 90s thing where like matthew mcconaughey lives by himself in this apartment in san francisco my dude <laughs> works at a fucking video store like this is his job mm. like yeah she like has she shares it with just just another person. She's a UPS delivery person, um, and yeah, she she can have a really nice flat with really nice lighting and just nice vibes in general. But yeah, it was it was very it was very. I also like when I saw Ellen DeGeneres because you know what the weird thing is, I've actually have seen this movie before. Uh, I don't know why, but I have seen it mm. before. Um, but when I saw um, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, as a role of like a TV exec and just opposite Rob Reiner and Rob Reiner is a dick. I'm like, oh, I see. This is, this, <laughs> this is the, like the strings are starting to connect on the crime scene whiteboard that is, that is entertainment. Is Ellen DeGeneres saw Rob Reiner and then she was like, I, I will become who I will become. And then she, yeah. <laughs> the student becomes the master. She became fuller. She embraced the darkness within. Um, it's, the, it's the, I need to fire all my writers overnight. Do you know how to do that? I will soon. <laughs> she fucking downloads it in. Also, you know what's, what's weird? The, the, like, definitely the 90s has like a lot of um, movies and stuff about like the corrosive power of television like flattening the discourse and stuff. Like if you think of, look, we did Natural Born Killers on the pod, which is very much like that. Um, I think the cable guy is low key, one of those as well, where actually like, there's a lot about like TV and like the construction of reality and how um, that's bad. But I think TV is by far the dumbest of it. Because um, I think also, I think the cynical part about me as well is like, I, I do think that if they did the show again now, I would I would watch it. I would, because because this is because this is the thing that's like is into my my mind is like first of the first level of it is back then the idea that someone would just be like visible twenty four hours a day is insane because they couldn't conceive mm. that we would just do that voluntarily like no one could mm-hmm. have foreseen that but secondly like if someone were to do that like dude I don't have anything to do sometimes I just need uh, the TV on just so that I don't you know hear all of my own doubts and insecurities I could watch a dude go to work. <laughs> I can watch, watch Matthew McConaughey play pool with his homies. Like, I gotta watch that. That's... And people would want to do it as well. Like, even so, people would want to do it and would find ways of living around it. Mm. I don't. It's. I mean, it's always the tragic thing about these, like, these films. Whether it's robots killed all humanity in the future, or whether it's like, oh, society's gone too far, and we're putting a guy on TV for twenty four hours. No one could have predicted how boring <laughs> the actual end of society would be. Not just in terms of like the fucking COVID, but in terms of like the phone, the technology culminated in the phone where it's like, oh, okay, what's the big fucking suppression? Everybody just looks kind of down sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, okay, great. And, and it's bad. 
and it's bad, but it's also kind of fine most of the time. Mm. Most of the time, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Most of the time, people still get married. They still have children. They still do all of the things that people have been doing. And it sucks a lot of the time, but most of the time, it's like, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Oh, you like to tweet. Oh, you fucking war criminal. Like, it's not like, it's just like, like it's fine. All right. Just like, oh, this is erosion of democracy. Okay. Like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Okay. I don't know. But tell me, um, Sergio, what about this movie? Like, if you like had to put your screenwriter hat on, like, what about this movie? Like, st- structurally doesn't, doesn't work for you. Well, I guess because like lingering over over it is the Truman Show, which came out before this film. Which and they mm. knew of each other's production. They knew that each other was going on, which is interesting. And they thought that the Truman Show was going to be a big flop. Really? Which is why this is like yeah. They thought interesting. This is why this is like stacked up the arse with like all of the talent because they just thought the other one was going to be a big bomb, and then it ended up being great hmm. but i guess i don't know i think just like as a concept it doesn't really work if he knows that he's being watched because then your behavior changes mm. so then it's like so the thing that works for the truman show is the the voyeur element of it yeah is you ever watch yeah. this guy but if he's aware it changes the it changes the thing yeah like if he's being paid to do stuff then he'll just keep doing more and more outrageous stuff and i mean that happens in the film like when he's with your babe Elizabeth Hurley and he goes to have sex with her and they're all like waiting outside the house waiting mm. for him to have sex with her and then he they're having sex on the table and then he rolls off and like kills her cat breaks her <laughs> cat's leg or something and it's like well mm. yeah that makes for great television but that's not like if you just pay this guy to do whatever, then he'll do whatever. Like it's, it's like YouTube, I guess. Can I ask? Mm. Can I ask? Is part of the problem Matthew McConaughey's character isn't isn't drawn sharply enough so that you could understand why he would want to do this? Yeah. So like yeah, he's a I, kind yeah. of a Joe Schlow, and he and he does Joe Schlow, Joe Schmo. He doesn't really have a um, his motivation for wanting to do it doesn't feel particularly strong. Yeah, whereas like with Woody Harrelson, he specifically says, I want money so we can get the gym thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, okay, well, I, I get why you want to do this. Whereas with him, he's like, I'm fine. I don't need this. So it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think if he, I don't know, needed help paying his bills or something, and then he moved to like a really nice pad, like, you know, like Shark Tale. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it needs to be more like Shark Tale. <laughs> yeah, great. You know? Yeah, working at the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is part of the problem. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. Again, that's absolutely the thing is because both of these films, The Matrix and Ed TV, have like blank slate protagonists, right? Mm-hmm. The the difference is where it works for Keanu Reeves is because we, we don't need to know because the world is the story. Do you know right? Yeah. So and then and then that's the difference between the Truman show and Ed TV is the Truman Show presents us with a really unbelievable world with a really believable character. Ed TV gives us a, a, our actual world as it is with just like an unbelievable, <laughs> unrelatable character. And you go, I don't care. Like exactly like you said, if he had money problems, but it's like, bro, he's just fucking happy working. Why would yeah. you pick up extra work? Yeah, like Woody Harrelson seems more like more eager to get this money. 
and mm. to be on TV and to be famous and stuff. Whereas like Matthew McConaughey doesn't really care, and it's not like from an audience perspective, he would need to care more, and then we care more. Like it's, it's that mm. kind of relationship, but. So what I'm saying is Woody Harrelson needs to be the main character. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, man. I absolutely. Yeah, I was. I'm trying to figure out though, like where this movie was in terms of um, Matthew McConaughey's career at the time, because we'd well, already done a Time to Kill. A Time right? to Kill was '96. Dazed. I love that Dazed and Confused was in '93. Because this guy is basically that the guy from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's basically that guy. Um, and so there's like a bunch of uh, and a kind of like little parts. So this might have been the first one where he was like the main, the main yeah. guy. And because he's uh, not done all uh, of his rom coms yet. No, he's like kind of like ramping up to that. And yeah. I will also say that like part of me, well, like no, I didn't enjoy this movie for it, but like I do like that like this was a movie like it was an original story, and it was just like famous people who were really good. And it's like, yo, here we go. Here's $80 million. Fucking go crazy. Come back to us. Whatever you got. Like, this isn't like a, based on a book or something. It's just like Ron Howard's like, no, I can, I can, I can make this work. I can, like, I can get everyone facing the right way. We're going to get a story out of this. Here's a hundred mil. I guarantee it. And, uh, <laughs> you think Ron Howard's like really gives a shit about people like facing the camera. Like that's a pro- been a problem for him before. No, I'd be like, yeah, it's yeah. a problem. Like, yo, like that's a, I, honestly, I think this is really a big, uh, I'm not a director, nor have I ever directed, but I will say <laughs> if people aren't facing the right way. And you're uh, like, oh. Uh, it's a big hurdle. It's a big, it's a big hurdle to a movie success. If there was just doing the, the Wachowskis are just doing the Matrix, <laughs> fucking neocon block properly, just walking off set. Everyone's like, <laughs> afterwards you're like, was that, was that supposed to be like that? Yeah, of course it was supposed to be like that. You know, it represents his disenchantment with society and everyone. <laughs> Meanwhile, like yeah, like yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves just like heard a wave crash on a beach somewhere. He was like, "Oh, let me see, <laughs> let me see what's up." Um, can I tell you something? My favorite bits of dialogue from this movie. Um, oh my god! I, I really loved um, when they're discussing how not um, <laughs> how not attractive uh, Jenna Elfman is. The um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the kitchen staff. And one of the guys goes, nah, she's not hot. She's not hot, not hot. And one of the guy next to him goes, yeah, man, she's a heat-free being. <laughs> <laughs> heat-free being, not hot, not hot. Um, that was good. Do you, you, do you any other dialogue that jumped out to you, Sajo? Oh, the bit where um, Martin Lando, he goes, um, he's talking about why Matthew McConaughey's mom like went for him instead of his... Yes. Like yeah, 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 where he like where he's talking about like his mum's his mum's explaining the affair. And he goes, Well look at me, I'm irresistible. Like, ah, ah, you yeah. know, that's, I will that's say fine. every time Martin Lando was on screen, he fucking stole the scene. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd scream for your mother, but it would probably kill me. But you know. Um he <laughs> was great. Uh yeah, heat free being was one of my favorite moments. All right, well, look, man, I'm if done. you guys don't have anything else to do, then we will move on to categories. And
categories. Um, so we like to have categories on this podcast where we compare these two things, two movies uh, of the day, as it were. Um, and the first um, category that we have is the instant cancellation. So this came out in 1999. If this came out today, we'd be like, it's on site for you. All right. We deplatforming you. Fucking blog posts appearing in the ether. No one's even writing them. <laughs> arriving fully formed in the ether. Just if someone's scrolling, who, who wrote this? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> it just flew at your head top because you're getting cancelled. Sam, if you had to do an instant cancellation for us, can you kick us off, please? Uh, okay. Um, for EdTV, I'm a, I'm a straight up cancel the, the crowd of people trying to watch uh matthew mcconaughey and liz hurley have sex i'm gonna cancel the whole thing because it's weird and it's fucked up and nobody is addressing the fact that woody harrelson had already played larry flint and is this like daytime tv porn yeah. do you know what i mean larry flint oh i love that film it's great I mean, it's great. oh my god it's so good it's good it's, it's a good joint it's a good joint so joe if you had to give us an instant cancellation between these two movies what would you oh give my us god. just the like extended bit at the end of EdTV, the extended bit about like a penile implant. Yes. Yes. No, thank you. What are you saying? Are you saying that this would be canceled because, because actually that's my weirdly woke. Oh, <laughs> that's my weirdly woke. Cause I was saying it's like, guys, please let's not shame people for, <laughs> yeah. um, for these things. Good for Rob Reiner. Good for Rob Reiner. <laughs> like, okay, so like, because it's framed as like this really embarrassing thing, though. It's really, it's framed as like, oh, this is this is gonna get my show cancelled because this is the worst thing that can ever happen to anyone. It's like, it's not a big deal. We should explain it. Sorry. So, um, actually, what happens towards the end of the film is Matthew McConaughey to get out of his contract, which he's been kind of strong armed into. Um, he basically says it will give $10,000, which is again, I don't think a lot of money, um, to basically, um, if you can give the most, uh, embarrassing story about one of the execs, um, about the TV execs at, uh, at the, the company that he's at. And, um, the story that is given is that Rob Reiner has a penile implant. So basically, yeah, they've inserted some sort of shaft into his penis and then it gets pumped up on the side, which I don't think is I feel like that's not, that doesn't sound meaningless sound, but also dude, man, whatever you need to do, Rob Reiner, you got a little, you got a schlong, you're not happy with it. My dude, if this is what you need, who are we to say? That's fine. That's fine. I just dislike that. That's the thing that gets his show canceled. Cause he's like, oh, people can't know about that. And it's like, just be proud of like. Somebody's not working the way other boys. Yeah, man. Also, it's hilarious to what the, the way they explain it is not like he can do it when he's aroused, as in is can make his penis. It's like he can just do it whenever he wants. <laughs> it's like that's a design flow. Like you don't need it. To do, you don't need it to do it whenever you want. You just need it to do it when you need it. Like it doesn't. They frame it like he carries a holster for the pump, and it, just in case. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, inserted that. That was um, yeah, that was one instant cancellation. I think is definitely all the like the the stuff about. Um, um, it's actually also kind of weirdly worked because Jenna Elf, the way that Jenna Elfman's character is discussed, the movie obviously criticizing the discussion of her. 
of like, as soon as like mm. all these other women just have like mad opinions, she's like, yeah, she's a slut, she's a hoe, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, that's actually yeah. like, you know, all together. But um, what's the other category, Sam? I always forget the categories because I spend too much time Weirdly woke moment. Um, <laughs> thinking of the stuff. Which yeah, show? I've covered most of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for you, um, yeah, it's because your weirdly yeah. woke moment and instant cancels are always like the same two things now. They're like, it's like two sides. I live my life that way, just like two sides, the same. Yeah. That's actually true. It's yeah. like a lot of times, like, I feel like I want to be like, that's wrong. And then I'm like, yeah, but it's funny. This is pretty funny. <laughs> right. So if we had to do uh, Freaky Friday, so Freaky Friday, if we had to swap characters in these two, uh, in these two movies, what would you do, Sam? Okay, straight up, I'm gonna have to. I am going to have to swap Rob Reiner with Hugo Weaving, <laughs> right? Because Rob Reiner needs to be the head agent, and he needs to really put on the Yiddish. Oh, he's so good, for, man! I love the Yiddish. <laughs> for uh, Lawrence Fishburne, he has to, your parts. Why are you coming in here? <laughs> and like this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like coming in, Rob Reiner doing like a really good like Frank Costanza, like just coming in. <laughs> 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 What do you Give me the codes to Zion in the next 10,000 years. Oh my God, there's putts. Um, <laughs> what about you, Sergeant? What do you have for us in terms of Freaky Fridays? Who would you swap in and out? Similarly, similarly, I would have put Rob Reiner as Neo because I think that'd be great. <laughs> that would be really happy. <laughs> I'm just being like, confused and not really wanting to be there the entire time. Oh man, what's with all the bullets? So many bullets! So many! Also, Rob Reiner's body is not designed for all of this, all of the martial arts. What do you mean I'm the one? Like the, like the first time, the first time Lawrence Fishburne punches Rob Reiner in the stomach. It's just like, oh, oh, no more. What are you, what's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? It's just like, rolls over. It's like, no, we're done here. This is dumb. This is dumb. Get out of here. So like that scene where they like, where they ask Neo to jump over the, over the street, building to building. Rob Ryan is just like, no, I'm good here. Smash cut to him in the elevator. Just. Yeah. <laughs> taking her like, I'll walk over there. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, dude, I'm I'm all the way in on um, I'm all the way in on. Let's get Liz Haley uh, in the Matrix. Um, wow, as Why? as uh, as Agent Smith, <laughs> get her in as Agent Smith. You know, a little titillation, little vibes, little Ooh. vibes. Obviously, you know, everyone's like, "What's going on?" No, that's a pretty lady, and then she just like fucking snaps your neck like whatever. Gotcha. Um, that's I what hate I to see. break this to you, dude, but you just wrote bedazzled. I have seen bedazzled. I've seen bedazzled. The god, Brendan Fraser, RIP, he's not dead. Um, oh. that's a fucking it's a movie where uh Liz Hurley is the devil, and um, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser makes a deal with the devil, and um, Liz Hurley plays the devil and the best part about it my favorite thing is you get seven wishes but every time she comes back she appears as like a different male fantasy 
So like every time she comes back, she comes back as a policewoman. Mm. Then she comes back as like a sexy oh. reporter. Like like it was so much fun. Very very silly. Um, also, um, oh, yeah, I recommend it actually. Shout out to Brendan Fraser, the god. Um, no, we have to do our we have to do our final category now, Sam. Uh, which is mm, genre, blender, genre blender. Genre blender. So, so Joe, if you mm-hmm. had to um, tweak these movies, maybe make it a little bit something different, a different kind of movie, mm. what would you do? Well, for EdTV, I thought about it as, because, like, I know you don't share my love for Sherry and for Jenna Elfman, but, but, if it was about her and it, the whole Thing was like a psychological thriller vibe like single white female-esque and it's like like the whole mo is like he ruined he i he ruined my life so i'm gonna ruin his tv show and it's like that and it's pitched at that i would watch mm. that like very mm. very mid-90s very like moody very basic instincts and i think mm, i'd watch that i think it'd be fun uh, like the one where you and McGregor f- and the Christopher Eccleston find the bag of money in the attic. What's the you know where he's drilling the holes? Yes. Oh, Dead Ringer. The- yeah, 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 yeah. Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that kind of moody, you know. And it's just about him, about her, like trying to ruin his life. <laughs> watch that. Nice. Yeah. That fucks with it. That's what Sam, what would you do? I'd I, like. I'd have to tilt Ed TV because The Matrix to me is a perfect movie. I can't even pretend to want to tilt it. Ed TV though, what I would do is I would have Ed have previously worked for the CIA and he was going to be the guy who originally made crack cocaine, right? And what he's done is since that conspiracy theory, he's gone in to just like live his regular Joe Schmo life and he ends up on this TV show and then it becomes enemy of the state oh. and suddenly he's like running oh. away from these other guys <laughs> yeah I, mean? I was i was i thought you were gonna go like uh i thought you were gonna go to enemy of the state but then you did like a detour via a history of violence like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah 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 that's good yeah i dig it i dig it i dig it I, yeah if you take away the comedy of it like you must make it like harrowing yeah i could mm. fuck with that i could mm. fuck with that um yeah. yeah i um also just guys by the way before i go into this i i really love um the scene at the end of the movie, which is just of it TV where, um, <laughs> where he turns it back on them. So it turns out Matthew McConaughey can't leave his contract because, uh, for legal reasons, it's <laughs> basically a slave. I don't know, but, um, it's basically modern day slavery. He signed his life away insanely. Um, but, uh, there's a he flips it back on them. He does the whole stunt where it's like, what's the most embarrassing thing that you can find about an exec? I love, love, love this scene. There's a team of lawyers in the in the boardroom when Rob Ryan is like, what do you mean? Can't you do something? Is it not anything you can do? And the lawyer's like, well, you know, well, as you can see, it's not really in the contract. We can't really do anything about this. I was like, my God. Even to this day, they're still using the earbud rule. <laughs> for for legalese, you're telling me a crack team of lawyers have designed have designed these contract so porously that they can't find that they're like, well, you know, this we didn't really cover a lot of the rules. It was mainly 
it was one page contract, Rob. What do you what do you what do you want from us? You can do whatever you want. Like, surely we can find something. We can tie him up in legalese. Like we can do something like no, there's nothing we can do. You know, they're finding out about your fucking your dick implant or whatever it is. Um yeah, so that I focused on that part of ATV. I wanted I wanted to go back, uh, make it a legal thriller. Like just see. <laughs> let's, let's let's try and see if we can't. I know it's in uh, San Francisco, but let's see if we can't set it in like a swampy uh, uh, southern United States area. My cousin Vinny, you want my, my cousin, cousin Vinny, Vinny? A time to Ooh. a kill, you know, just a lot of mm. lawyers in like cream-colored suits, uh, yeah. <laughs> just uh, dabbing yeah. their dabbing their foreheads, <laughs> and a folksy southern judge going, "You did what now, son? Hmm? You try to have sex, son? <laughs> because I do object, I do, I do the clap." Like one of these weird Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, Southern Law, Gothic drama bullshit thing. Let's let's focus in on that. Let's try and see Matthew McConaughey get out of his contract in a uh, in a Louisiana swamp, baby. Um, that's what every, I want. Every lawyer coming in being like, "Now I don't know no contract law, but I do know a good grits when I see him." And it's like that's. Bro, you're paid to be a lawyer. I'm just a you know simple I mean? country. I'm just a simple country boy. I like my iced tea cold. Hmm? I like Alabama State football. Roll Tide. Just, people are like, what? Guilty. This is Guilty. in of law, sir. Please apply some legal precedents. This... The- uh, this actually also leads on to this is always a thing that annoys me about these movies right is it, it seems that every single character in any like non-legally centric movie that's about the law doesn't no, doesn't seem to know that the the law of the land always supersedes a contract so it's like you can't you legally cannot contract contract him until he dies. You also <laughs> legally can't contract him to work more than 13 hours a day at any point in any state. So it's like well, the whole contract is Sir, we had a verbal agreement. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the Supreme Court. Sir, we had a verbal agreement. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, this has been so much fun. We will definitely be having guests on all the time. Um now, but um Sojo, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to just shout out uh, while you're here before we wrap things up? Uh yeah, go read the F word. It's good. It's dope, man. I, I really there's a really lovely article that Sojo recently wrote about um Lady Gaga. About yeah. um, no, I wrote that. Yeah. That was my first thought. It was dope, man. Uh, check it out if you um, we'll even link to it. You know what? We are here, we're doing good, dude. You know, benevolent vibes, mm. fucking linking off to things, <laughs> not even <laughs> not even in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, jokes, no jokes. So, uh, Sojo, thank you so much for taking the time hang out with uh, with me and Sam. Sam, is there anything you want to plug out there? What's going on, my dude? Oh, no, like I don't want to, I don't want to plug anything. <laughs> I want to. I, w- I want to plug that my life might last another five years. Who knows? Um, but you got if you say it, it will yeah, happen. Man. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. My vision board of five more years. Nice, nice, um, nice. Right. Anyway, guys, remember like and subscribe. Tell them, mate, um, if you fucks with the podcast, and only if you fucks with the podcast. Just tell someone. Be like, yo, check it out. But again, very important. Low expectations. <laughs>
just be like you know it's better than you know it's better than you think it would be considering the various people involved and then we'll be like and we'll come in and we'll be like six out of ten they'll be like actually that's fucking lit and this is, this is this is how we take over the game this is how we steamroll the game low expectations but um anyway guys cheers thanks so much for listening and uh catch you next time cheers sojo cheers hey. sam bye bye